Hey, want to learn about the latest trends in digital marketing? In today's connected world, information is plentiful and always changing. It's difficult to keep up. Each week, we bring you the latest digital marketing news in easy, digestible format. Say goodbye to hours of research and learn everything you need to know right here. You are listening to This Week in Marketing. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 66 of the Twim Show. This is your host Sajid Islam and today I'll be going over the notable news and updates in the digital marketing space from the week of July 19th through 24, 2021. Today, first off, we have earnings report from Twitter. And, you know, if you've been following our show, you know I like to cover the, you know, platform, social media platform earnings report in our show just because you know, it gives us a lot of insight in terms of which direction the platform is moving, what they're going to do, whether the platform is growing and the, what's happening. Because at the end of the day, we as a marketeer, we want to see uh, what are some of the platforms that are gaining tractions and what are the platforms that are losing tractions and, you know, kind of take our client, customers, businesses in that direction. With that a uh, couple of things from the Twitter's report. Number one is that Twitter has actually uh, grown their resume, uh, not resume, uh, grown, grown their revenue. Uh, but first, we're going to talk about the monthly uh, monetizable daily active user. That's the number, the metric that all this platform look at, which is in short called MDAO, uh, monthly, uh, m- uh, sorry, monetizable daily active user. Okay, uh, so right now that count is at 206 million. That's an increase of 11% year over year and an additional 7 million on his Q1 figure. So that's how much they grew in just between Q, uh, Q1 and Q2. And in terms of revenue, Twitter posted a strong result of 1.19 billion with a B in Q2. And that's a 74% increase in year over year. Right. So if you compare these numbers, you will see Twitter absolutely crushed it. Right. Uh, They have a 74 percent increase in revenue. They're increasing the daily active user, uh, the monetizable daily active user. Uh, All in all, it's looking good. Uh, Seems like, you know, the one thing it's like Japan is a very big market for Twitter, which I didn't know until I uh, read the report. And I'm glad I do this thing because this gives me insights into things that I would not have otherwise known. And the other thing I want to talk about is the Twitter Blue. It's a subscription um, program that Twitter has launched. And we also covered it in our platform and we were, I kind of shared my two cents in there that, you know, why I wish Twitter had it uh, launched in the US, why uh, Australia, Canada. But anyway, Twitter came out and did not give us the real numbers, but they say that they have been really encouraged by the initial response and looking forward to further innovating and growing this new revenue stream. So which basically means this might actually become a, real product from Twitter, right, folks? So all in all, Twitter is growing. Uh, Keep an eye on it. And with that, let's jump into the next earnings report. And the last one uh, for this week is Snapchat. Uh, For Snapchat, what they have done is they have added 13 million more daily active users in Q2. And right now, their total user count is at 293 million, uh, which represents a 23% increase year over year. And on the revenue front, uh, Snap posted a huge 116% year over year increase uh, to 982 million for the period now. Revenue number wise, the very clo- Snap is very close to uh, 
you know twitter uh some 928 million or 982 million to 1.19 billion you know obviously a few a few hundred million dollars here and there but you know uh at least on paper it looks like very close by but you know Twitter is a bigger platform than Snap, but at the same time, Snap has a few good things working for it. Uh, and I think Snap is going to continue to grow. And just for disclaimer, I do own the Snap stocks just because, you know, I've been covering this thing and I kind of see the trend. Uh, and I've ended up buying stocks for Snapchat as well as Pinterest. But for now, this is Snapchat. I am absolutely loving it where Snapchat is going. And this is a really good alternative to Facebook, which I think if you're hearing the show, you know, I'm kind of not a big fan of it just because, um, you know, Facebook can be a little bit wonky and like, you know, can ban your account and do all sorts of crazy things without, you know, any really due course. Anyway, with that, let's hop on to the next part, which is... uh, A news update from LinkedIn. LinkedIn is now offering free marketing certification program to anyone who wants to take it over and then help you showcase your LinkedIn marketing knowledge. Folks, if you are listening to this and you want to become LinkedIn marketing expert, this is it. Go get it done. Uh, It seems like pretty simple. They have two courses, Fundamental Basics and Marketing Strategy, which is for Intermediate. I am going to go ahead and put the link to the LinkedIn certifications page uh, in the show notes. Check it out, right? What you will do is get it. I don't want to really dig deeper, but you know, sometimes the early adopters are the one who ends up making a whole lot of fame and money. So please go check it out. Uh, You'll be glad you did. Okay, on the YouTube front, uh, YouTube has introduced super thanks for fans to support creators of uploaded video, which is basically a way for fans to pay their, you know, a favorite artist, creator, whoever they're following. Uh, It's just something, you know, that's... uh, YouTube had created back in uh, 2017, it's called Super Chat, and then they created a sticker called Super Stickers in 2019, and they're just going along this whole thing called Super Thanks. It's just a way to say thank you to your, you know, again, favorite artist and, and send them some money. That's all. Okay, uh, the next update I have is, uh, again, from YouTube. Actually, it's a four additional updates that you need to know about. Uh, number one is uh, YouTube has, uh, sorry, YouTube has this thing called comment translation. Uh, what YouTube came out and said, you know, hey, we have people from 120 different languages comes and comments on, you know, videos. Sometimes they are non-English. Well, obviously, some 120 languages, you know, 119 of them are non-English. So what they're saying is now, they, you can go to the YouTube main app and you could be able to see like a, say a comment that's in Chinese and you'd be able to click on it and it's going to translate that into English, which is great. For now, this is only available in YouTube main app and they're planning to bring it in YouTube Studio Mobile and you know YouTube Desktop, but it's nevertheless, and they're trying to do it as soon as possible, nevertheless, it's a... It's a step in the right direction and they want people to engage they want people to you know read the comments they want people to reply to the comments because as engagement grows people stay on and as people stay on you know they make more money that's how all these platforms work folks okay the next update uh, from youtube is live polls which can be used during uh, a live to ask your audience's opinion opinion on current topic of discussions things like that right it's just a simple poll uh, then there is a subscriber only chat option which is the third one uh, and it just allows you to kind of say, you know, people who have been a subscriber to my channel for so and so many days or so and so many months, 
they will be able to uh, chat with me things like that again giving people the incentive to uh you know subscribe to channel and engaging and i think these are all going towards the direction of engagement and creating new content uh, because hey if you're following our show and you want to chat with me i could just say you know only people who are fo- subscribed to our market and grow channel uh, can be able to like you know chat with me and then obviously you have to ch- uh, subscribe Okay, the last fourth update, which is the last update, is an expansion of Clips feature. Uh, Clips is basically a way for you to take, uh, you know, five to 60 second segment of a content, uh, whether video or audio, and then be able to, you know, share it with uh, YouTube or other third party platforms. Uh, and now they're rolling it out to uh, everyone. In the past, it was just in a testing phase. So, you know, all in all, YouTube is not breaking any new ground with this feature. It's catching up to what other standard platforms are doing. But nevertheless, it's a good step in the right directions where YouTube is like, you know, realizing, hey, if we don't do this, we are going to be basically outdated. Yeah, there's only so much people are going to do with watching videos because if they're going to con- consume content and they're going to leave, then that's about it. Okay. With that, let's jump into the next one, which is TikTok. TikTok added a new a few features into their live stream. Uh, one of them is now you can schedule events on TikTok. Can you believe that, right? You can create an event card for your upcoming stream, which they can then share on, you can share it on TikTok or across other platforms. Users can tap uh, the register call to action button for an in-app reminder, which provides another way to increase awareness and interest uh, for in your upcoming streams, uh, which could be great for brands considering the option. The next up is live guests, uh, which like other platforms will dis- help display you and your guest in slips, uh, split screen mode. Uh, in the live broadcast window, which is actually not really new. All TikTok users with more than a 1,000 followers over the age of 16 were able to live stream, with, while those with more than 5,000 followers have been able to stream with guests in this mode for some time. But it seems like TikTok is reducing this requirement with all the users that are able to stream. Uh, that is, those with 1,000 followers are now able to add guests. And you know, in about a few months, six to nine months' time, you'll see anyone, even us with five followers, which we don't even have because we don't have an account on TikTok, TikTok would be able to like you know do a live stream guest because TikTok wants people on the platform. Okay, the last update uh, is the Q and A overlay on screen, which provides another way to engage with streamers in the app. Uh, live viewers ha- have always been able to post questions via the comments, while the Q and A option has been available on selected cre- creator profiles since January of this year. This new option combines the two, adding another engagement option for streamers, which will improve the con- context for viewers and giving those posting questions more individual focus. So that's all it is. Again, TikTok is more focused towards user engagement, user experience, you know, creator experience, things like that. Hats off to uh, TikTok for doing things uh, the right directions. Again, I'm not a fan of TikTok, but I mean, I am a fan of TikTok, but I don't get paid from by TikTok to kind of talk good about them just because I like, you know, what TikTok is doing. Okay, the other thing that TikTok did this week, which I am absolutely in love with, is that they launched this thing called Spark Ads, right? So Spark Ads are basically enabling brands to tap into trending organic content. Allow me to unpack this for you in a second, which uh, allow me to unpack this for you, which is what basically means is, say you see a video that's trending organically and you want as a brand to take this, right? Maybe that person is using something that your brand stands for, or maybe they're using your brand's, you know, colors, or maybe your brand's T-shirt, right? You can now contact that creator and kind of set up a, you know, agreement, and then you could like, you know, use that video to promote it. 
right? So this is absolutely, I think, a game changer in terms of how TikTok is going to allow creators to get uh, more, how TikTok, it's absolutely a game changer on how TikTok is enabling creators to get be found and make, uh, creators can make money. Previously, it was a little like you know, a lot of you know, it wasn't smooth. You know, you could have to you know, uh, you'd have to sign up things like that. Now imagine I, you as a creator, I as a creator, I could go and you know wear my Under Armour T-shirt or a Nike T-shirt, and I can do a lot of different funny stuff. And then if something gets picked up, goes viral the brand can come and get it. Like, remember that uh, this thing, that guy uh, from Ocean Spray, I think, you know, he went viral because he was drinking the Ocean Spray juice while riding on the back of a pickup truck or something like that, and it went viral last year. Something like that. But it's going to enable more people to create more content because now they're realizing, hey, it's not about song and dance. It's not going to be like, it's going to be like, let me get this content viral, and if I do it, I know payday is coming. Great for you, TikTok. Great thinking. Meanwhile, on the other side of the, you know, on the fence is Instagram announced this thing this week where they say uh, they have this feature called sensitive control uh, for his explore feed, right? So what this basically do is, is doing is now they've given us an option where, you know, we could say, you know, uh, how much sensitive content do we want to see in our explore feed? Because explore feed is a place where we go to uh, explore things, uh, things that we are not regularly, or things or people or accounts we are not regularly following, but Instagram things we might be interested in. And Instagram feels like sometimes we end up seeing offensive content and we, the adults, are thoroughly like upset and go into, com- uh, go into depression mode or anxiety mode because we ended up seeing something like really upset. So now uh, Instagram is giving us this switch where we have three options. Uh, one is allow, the other one is limit, which is the default, and the third one is the limit even more. Uh, so what these options are going to do is going to tell us, you know, how much of the, you know, offensive content or sensitive content should be filtered or allow means it's going to show you uh, everything, photos and videos that could be upsetting or offensive uh, limit is going to be like it's going to show me some photos or videos that could be upsetting or offensive and the third is limit even more is going to be basically uh, clean up everything remove all the upsetting offensive video and just show me the videos that are going to make me happy joyful and get me excited well instagram and you know I will tell you. So Instagram CEO Adam uh, kind of posted this. Uh, I just happened to be on Instagram right at that minute. And actually a minute after he posted, I was on Instagram and he showed up on my feed. So I asked him, hey, Adam, I mean, are you guys doing this because you have some data that says, you know, if you do this, uh, people are going to be ending up using Instagram more. Or is just something like, you know, you guys had a gut feeling. Oh, if we do this, it's going to be cool. Let's just go do it. Because I think this is a waste of their, you know, um, resources what they could have just is like you know and instagram instead of uh, instagram going and doing this filtration and category categorizing all this content then says this is offensive this is semi-offensive this is super offensive this is non-offensive just show it to me man we're all adults if we don't like something we could just swipe to the left and move on and we'll tell them don't show me this content or anything like this anymore i mean nudity i mean i don't know man and if I, as a parent, have a way to control it from a child's account, then yes, I think this is good because I wouldn't want my child to see something, you know, offensive or nudity at this point. But again, 
I don't even know how this is work, but I think you know they're spending too much time focused on cleaning up the feed when are policing the platform. It feels like that way. Facebook and Instagram is like the police platform. They should be focused more on what other tools can we give to our creators so that they can be more happy on the platforms and let nature take its course. It's like like America doesn't come and says, you know what, we are going to clean up the internet. China doesn't. I mean, China does actually. I take it back. But Europe doesn't come and say we're going to clean up the uh, internet and we're going to remove all the porn. I mean, yeah, child porn. I can agree to it. But you know, you don't want to police this because you have like two plus billion users. Uh, is user generated content? You're just fighting a game where you're going to end up spending a lot of money. You're going to basically catching a roll of people accidentally and you're going to penalize them and it's just going to go down south from them. And that's just my opinion. But that's how I feel. Okay. With that, let's move on to Google's world. Uh, with Google world, what we have is Google has this option now. Uh, basically, if you are a free, if you have, you know, if you have a product on Google uh, sh- in the shopping tab that shows up, if you're an e-commerce product and you have, you know, loaded up your products uh, on Google through Google Marshall Center, and if you do deals, your products are going to get shown up higher. Uh, on the shopping tab. So this is, you don't even have to run any ads. Google is doing this because I think holiday seasons are coming and Google wants to be the dominant platform where people go to. Folks, if you're listening to this, go ahead and take advantage of it. You will be glad you did just because, you know, you're getting free exposure, free traffic. You'd be crazy to not do that, okay? With that, the next one I have from Google is that Google now has added this thing about this result, which explains... Uh, why you're seeing each result on your search in uh, search page, which is great. I mean, you know, why it's great. I mean, first of all, it's great for us as a marketeer as well as a business owner is because now we could actually do a search, see if our competitor's website pops up. If so, we can ask Google, hey, why is this showing up? Give me some idea. And this is going to really help boost our SEO planning, SEO things. So it's a great move from Google in the right directions that, you know, we are going to basically be able to like kind of look at some, why is this site showing up? What are they ranking for? And what you know, tools like Arefs and Moz shows us versus what Google is telling me, we could actually triangulate and get a lot of data out of it. So I love this update. With that, uh, the next thing is Google launches a new way to optimize videos for search. And what this basically means is that now you can embed your uh, YouTube video to your website and, you know, put some tags in your page. And I'm, uh, and when you do that, your videos are going to get picked up by Google search engine during uh, and be able to, if your video has an answer to a question that someone is searching for, your video is going to be shown. This is, again, a great uh feature from google what i'm going to do is i'm going to put the link to the developers help docs in my show notes check it out uh, this is rather a little bit tricky because you've got to set up the schema and everything but nevertheless if you can get uh, someone to set it up for you once you're golden the uh, there is nothing like free traffic it's like people coming to your you know business doorstep and asking you uh, asking to buy your product and without you doing you know, a whole lot of you know marketing spend is amazing so great move from Google on this one. And the third thing, uh, and I forgot, I think it's the third or the fourth thing. But anyway, the last thing of this week is that Google basically announced their three, uh, their new three-strike policy. And what this basically says is that, you know, hey, 
Google is going to give you warnings and, you know, there are categories. Uh, basically, if you are enabling dishonest behavior, if you're selling unapproved substances or dangerous products or services, then, you know, you are going to get uh, also including uh, deceptive behavior, hacking sellings, hacking services, spyware, drugs, weapons, everything like that. Google is going to first not going to come out and ban your account like some other platforms do, <clears throat> like Facebook. Um, what they're going to do is they're going to send you a warning. Right, And if you still do that, they're going to send you a second warning. And if you still do that, they're going to send you a third warning and your account is going to be banned. But before, between all these things, they're going to basically do, after the first strike, your account is going to be placed on a temporary hold for three days. Uh, after a second warning, you know, their account is going to, you know, put on a seven-day temporary hold. You're going to have 90 days period. So there's a lot of room for you to figure out, uh, hey, if I, you know, made a mistake, let me go fix it and things like that. And if sometimes you get, uh, you know, you get dinged by Google and you can appeal it. And if that appeal reverses the decision, then obviously that strike is written off of your record and the strike resets every 90 days. All in all, it's a fabulous move from Google to explain how you can get banned and you don't kind of come and say, oh, I don't know I got banned. I didn't do anything. Google didn't tell me that. I just woke up and my account's banned. Like with this, Google is going to be like, hey, we have given you warnings after warnings. Your account was temporarily blocked for three days. Then it was seven days temporarily blocked and you didn't make any changes. You're still doing what you're doing. Good luck to you, right? And this also basically means if your account's banned, your account's banned for life. Anyway, that, that Google does that already right now, so you don't want to be banned by Google. With that, folks, that's it for this week in marketing. Hope you enjoyed the show. Until next week, uh, take care and make sure you check out the show, show notes page if you want to check out some of these articles at the links that I've mentioned, okay? Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in this week. It was a pleasure to serve you all. Hit the subscribe button so that you remember to sign on next week. Same place, same time for another round of This Week in Marketing.